The following radio show does not contain flash photography, but does have full-on entertainment right from the start. Hello, 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 and a very good Tuesday, the 14th of July. Welcome to you. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Have we got one amazing show for you live this evening? We have live music from Mandy in our live lounge. She's singing an Ella Henderson song, Yours, and we've listened to it in rehearsals. She is live in the studio. I hope you stay tuned for that. It's just breathtaking. Everything else we're doing just pales into the background with that. We have a really brilliant and very exciting theme today. Big thanks to everyone on the Head Start FM team because we are doing Be Safe. We have a thoroughly fantastic Be Safe safeguarding agenda today's program right the way through till six. If you want to get in contact, don't forget you can text us, you can email us and you can tweet us. Here come the details. If you'd like to text us, our text number is 85010. Remember to start every message with the word radio. 85010. Start your text message with the word radio and have your text message, whatever you want, a shout out, or you want to ask the safeguarding team. I'll introduce them in just a second. A question because they are here, our young people Britain's first, UK's first junior safeguarding board are here. They're proper, they're real, and they are empowered. And OMG listeners, they know their stuff. If you've got a question, you come and ask them. They are beautifully qualified, and you will enjoy that. So we've got live Q&A. If you want to send us a tweet, we are at Sid Radio Live, or you can use at Head Start FM if you'd like to tweet us. That's at Head Start FM. Of course, if you are not listening to this in the proper channel, then pop along to the headstart.fm website because the listening tools are all there. We'll give a shout out to listeners in just a second. Or you can tag me at Russell Prue if you'd like a mention on the show. Coming up in just a second, we are chatting with Steve Dodd. He's the vice chair of the safeguarding board here in Wolverhampton. We've got content from the Coppice School of Performing Arts. We've got internet safety tips. We have interviews with Dish she is from Spurgeons and this is really interesting it's just amazing this chimes really nicely with the bet chat that's going on today uh, a really interesting discussion about safeguarding agenda and how what we are doing with that don't forget you can get in contact next up it's Steve Dodd he's coming in just a second is Head Start FM Wolverhampton with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe and their families from across Wolverhampton. Follow us at Sid Radio Live, supported by Head Start Wolverhampton. Visit headstart.fm to find out more. Uh, really good to hear from you. Uh, we are live with the time just come to three minutes past five. In the studio with me is Steve Dodd. He's vice chair of Safeguarding Board Wolverhampton. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm very fine. Thanks, Russell. Thanks very much indeed. Listeners who really haven't got a handle on the whole safeguarding agenda, just briefly explain what the uh, responsibilities and roles are of the Safeguarding Board. The Safeguarding Board's here to uh, make sure that all the organisations and agencies in the city work together to keep children safe from abuse and neglect and to keep them safe from harm in the broadest sense. And is that a hard job? Um, it's a challenge, yes. Uh, obviously, there are, we all know of situations where safeguarding and protection hasn't been done correctly, and uh, obviously, unfortunately, there are some tragic cases in the news about that. Nevertheless, it's one that we're all very keen to rise and do our best to, um, to fulfil the responsibilities that we have um, within the city. What role do parents particularly have here? I'm, I'm, I'm mindful that we've got you know, a fairly decent filtered internet when we educate people as part of the authority. We kind of do a lot of work to protect them. We almost lock them in a building. We do what we can, but they're probably most at risk at home. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it is a very tricky world that we all live in now and children and young people are um, obviously at the forefront of navigating that, um, very quick to learn, very um, keen to try new things out um, and for parents sometimes it is a challenge to keep up. Uh, I actually think that um, without being needing to be too internet savvy, the best things that you can do to help your child to navigate this world safely is to teach them um, about how to feel good about themselves, how to develop good positive relationships 
relationships to know when things don't make them feel comfortable and that's as true in the virtual world as it is in the real world so yes there are some particular things that you might um, be able to learn to do around parental controls um, and some particular tips around the internet and it's its dangers around um, kind of masked identity but actually I think the main things are to to help your children to feel good about themselves to feel good about making relationships and understand what good and not good relationships look like. I'm really pleased you kind of focused on that and didn't go for the obvious uh, just ask your child how to do it online because parents often feel that any kind of walled garden or any kind of filtering or any settings that they do I mean I'll just cut back from this for a second the government have this odd view that somehow parents are capable of setting up filtering and protection online whereas we kind of know that anything that they do kids can get around anyway and I'm really pleased you you sort of went to the other end of that argument and that's absolutely the right place for me yeah, I mean, the, the internet is just another environment in which children and young people experience life. And, uh, you know, yeah. 50 years ago, there was no internet, but actually there were other things that they need to navigate at, at those points um, in their lives, like every child and young person does in the real world today. You know, they need to know how to cross a road safely. Well, you can't be with them all the time holding the hands crossing the road. And so it's a matter of equipping them with a set of skills and values and beliefs about themselves that help them to navigate whatever territory that they're, they're in um, to the best of their their ability because they will have to make their own choices about all of these situations and um, what we want them to do is to be able to make the most mm. informed choices that hopefully keep them safe help them to um, live fulfilling lives uh, aspire and achieve this is the first authority the first junior safeguarding board in the country and you've recruited a really rich and exciting and a really interesting group of young people to make this possible how important is their role um, the role is is really important. I mean, I think um, that we've done a, a really good job of trying to uh, work out different ways of contacting young people. And the Be Safe team um, uh, come from uh, not not the, the normal kind of avenues that we might expect to pick up young uh, young people who would be interested in supporting and helping other young people. Um, we have uh, young people from uh, uh, reentry and from Spurgeons who, who form the core of our Be Safe team. But actually, part of their role is to bring in as many other young people as possible into the work of uh, keeping themselves and their their friends and their peers safe from harm so um, I'm sure the Be Safe team will be doing all sorts of things over the coming months and years that are actually about enabling anybody who wants to get involved in this agenda to come and take part and um, help keep themselves and their friends safe and just this year when some schools and some authorities were just celebrating Safer Internet Day you turned that day into a week long series of really good uh, you know uh, city centre precinct interventions, competitions, prizes, a whole range of stuff. You've got to stretch it out to be much more meaningful and I think connected with the audience in a much much better level yeah i mean i think that's partly done by the involvement of young people themselves because that's what makes that's what sells these things people like me sitting down or standing up and talking about stuff that actually doesn't make anything very interesting at all um but when young people get involved suddenly um uh, something becomes much more exciting much more vibrant much more realistic and much more credible um and uh, obviously the things like safer internet day are a good hook to hang on um the importance of keeping safe on the internet for instance but actually they're only a, a, a focal point in a, a, what should be a year-long set of activities that we do in school, out of mm. school, in youth clubs, um, talking to our own children, talking to our friends' children, um, and that young people do between themselves as they go about their everyday life. And of course we've got the added advantage of a, a radio station that broadcasts live uh, seven days a week on the Head Start FM, and that kind of lends itself quite easily. We can dip into this, I think, in a very meaningful fashion. How easy is it for you to connect with other agencies here in Wolverhampton? We have very good partnership working arrangements in the city. Um, we're, we're extremely fortunate to have um, a lot of commitment around this and other agendas um, uh, across a wide range of partners from both statutory services, that's um, organisations like the local authority, mm. um, the uh, the health services, the police, probation, um, uh, as well as our schools, our colleges, the university, um, and a wide, wide range of voluntary organisations, of which there are over 600 in this city. Wow, that's amazing. Um, just looking forward and briefly, um, what do you think the challenges uh, remain for you this year? What are your What's on the agenda? What do you need 
to sort this year? Yeah, I think we're we're working um, uh, very closely together towards improving the way in which people can get in touch um, and share their concerns about um, safeguarding, and that's young people, that's um, parents who are carers, uh, sorry, adults who are parents or carers, um, adults who work with children and young people, um, and we're opening up a, a whole range of um, opportunities um, for those. We're about to launch a new website um, during the summer, um, which will have obviously lots of information, but also quick and easy methods for people to get in touch, know exactly what to do, know when to be concerned and how to share those concerns. Uh, obviously the Be Safe team and the development of, of this group of young people and the avenues they'll, they'll create for other young people is a really important part of that facet. Um, we really want people to know more, understand how they can contribute mm. and, and, and want to get involved. Brilliant. And if someone is concerned about a child, either uh, a vulnerable child or a child that might be in danger or, or needs some help with this, where can they go straight away for help? Yeah, it depends on on, the, on who they are, but of essentially um, uh, it's a matter of contacting somebody that you, you trust and feel comfortable with in any of the organisations in the city. Obviously, a lot of children are, are in school, um, so going to somebody at school that you, you kind of feel comfortable with is a, is a really good start. Um, if, um, if you're part of a community group or a voluntary organisation, your children go to I don't know, a uniform group or you're part of a worshipping community, talk to somebody in that worshipping community. And what they will do is listen. They'll um, tell you the limits of what they can keep confidential because obviously when somebody's at risk um, sure. from harm, we can't keep things confidential. But only the people who need to know yeah. will be told. Um, obviously, there is a front door, so you can pick up the phone yeah. and um, call into Children's Social Care, which is now called the Central Referral Hub. And in the, the way that we organise our early help services, there are eight areas across the city that um, uh, are organised into early help manager teams. Uh, and you can find out uh, how to contact those from the council's website Um, but all of these people all know what to do Um, if for any reason you're not happy with the response that you you shared a concern and nothing seems to be happening please just um, keep on trying Um, and if you phone up the local authority um, or the police if it's an emergency obviously you should expect a decent response Good, excellent. And we've spoken to the police on a number of occasions, far too many for my liking, but uh, we have spoken to them and they sound very supportive and, and certainly empowered and properly equipped, which I think is really good. Yeah, and I think they work very closely yeah. in, in conjunction with both um, uh, early help services and and uh, social care. Absolutely get that. Steve, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for opening our special Be Safe show uh, here today on Tuesday the 14th. It's just a great opportunity to be there. Uh, we're handing the show over to the young people now, really, because they've got so many great things to say and I think it's just so much better this kind of advice coming from other young people who may have uh, experienced it or been in quite vulnerable circumstances themselves I think they've got a better story to tell really absolutely and we're very excited to be in partnership with this and uh, group of young people and and the young people that are able to bring into this agenda as well thank you very much indeed for your support thank you for everything you're doing and thanks for making this possible it's been really good chatting live there with Steve Dodd vice chair safeguarding board Wolverhampton Steve thanks for joining us thank you This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe and their families from across Wolverhampton. Follow us at Synth Radio Live, supported by Head Start Wolverhampton. Visit headstart.fm to find out more. Ah, amazing. Absolutely love that. Just coming up to 13 and a half minutes past five, you're listening to me, Russell Prue, on headstart.fm. Still to come on tonight's fabulous show, we've got Maddie. She is singing an Ella Henderson song, yours. It'll bring tears to your eyes. She's amazing. Uh, really good. And we've got our young people in the studio here. They've prepared some content, but they're also waiting to take your questions. Make sure you get them over to us using the at headstartfm Twitter ID or use at Sid radio live and we'll pick that up or tag me as well if you prefer doing that i am at russell prue if you want to do that or drop us a line on facebook if you'd like to do that as well of course texting is also available if you want to send us an email we are studio at andertontiger.com as well as our text number which is 85010 and you need to put the word radio at the start of your text message Loads more to come. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Head Start FM with me, Russell Prue.
Top stories and all the news with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe in Wolverhampton. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, broadcast on the Anderton Tiger Network. Listeners, really excited to have this uh, fabulous young lady in the studio with me. I have Dish Core with me. Uh, she's from Spurgeon's Young Carers. Dish, welcome to Head Start Show this evening. Tell the listeners all about Spurgeon's because this is quite new to me. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Spurgeon's is a charity-based organisation that runs young carers groups around Wolverhampton. Um, for those who are not aware of what a young carer is, um, we work with 8 to 18-year-olds children that look after parents or siblings that have a high caring role within the home. This can mean anything from cooking, cleaning, helping with medication, shopping, taking other siblings maybe to school, um, which then has a big impact on their life um, in terms of they grow up a lot quicker than children that have led the normal life Mm. um, and they miss out on what is a big chunk of their childhood. And these children are in mainstream education, they're not being educated outside of mainstream, they're in, they go to ordinary schools, a mix of schools? Yes, that's correct. Around Overhampton we work with um, several different schools that are aware of some young carers, but then you have the hidden number, um, which we have nowhere near that amount of young carers that attend the project. Wow. Uh, we'll talk about young carers in a second. Let's just put this whole thing in context and talk more about the parents because mm-hmm. I think this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people. Without giving anything away, just tell me the kinds of settings that these young people have to, to work in. Give me some of the scenarios, some of the instances. What, what's the home life setting like? What are they doing for people? That's dependent on each child. Every situation is different, but um, they could be doing anything from simple cleaning tasks to um, the high end of caring where they're um, medicating parents, maybe waking up parents before school to make sure that the parents have had the breakfast, have had their right amount of um, tablets, and then checking in on parents at lunch break, after school, um, which has a massive impact on their life because it means that sometimes they're they're missing out on vital parts of their education, going out with friends, um, having that life outside of their caring role, and a lot of them are not even aware that they are young carers because to them, it's what is the norm. It's what they do every day. Brilliant. Now, they're joining us on our live show, and we'll get to them in just a minute. Tell me some more about the kinds of activities that you do. So these are kind of outside of education. I originally thought that maybe you were an education provider, that maybe there was some kind of um, explicit educational or route to education for these young people. But they're in ordinary schools, but you provide some social aspects. Talk some more about the kinds of things they get up to. Um, we provide them with things that they would not have the chance to do, maybe so with parents that can't provide these opportunities for them um, due to the disabilities that they have. Um, so this can be as simple as arts and crafts, or we do take them outside of the building and we do things like swimming, bowling, and these opportunities that some children mm. have never had the chance to do, um, never been able to go bowling or swimming because it's difficult um, at home. So we enable them to have that part of their childhood back, um, learn social skills, meet as a group, so that they know that they're not alone, that they have other um, young carers mm. that are this, in the same sort of situation as those, so they can speak to one another, they can speak to staff about the role within their home, and also um, that they can be able to open up in school and be able to say that, yes, I am a young carer, mm. and um, this is a role that I play at home, and this is uh, maybe that I need extra help. Hmm. Now, you mentioned social skills. Whenever I've met a young carer, they've always had quite highly developed social skills, but I'd like to say adult social skills. So these are very articulate, very aware individuals who are clearly very responsible if they're handing out medication. They need to be. But you say that they're missing out on something. Tell me a bit more about that. Is that the the young person's growing up? Have they been accelerated on that path somehow? Yes, that's correct. They do tend to miss out a lot on their childhood. And this could be as simple as being able to go out with their friends and socialise in the park. That can prove very difficult if they need to be home um, within a certain time frame to medicate parents or um, feed younger siblings, um, even feed themselves, get themselves ready for the next day for preparation of school. Um, 
or trying to get the homework in on time. Um, so they're growing up a lot quicker than what you would presume that a young person should be growing up um, within that aspect. So yes, almost like adult-like. Do they have a very tough life? Is it? Is it wrong? It kind of seems quite sad to me. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm disappointed that the system doesn't have a mechanism of caring for people that need care but I wonder whether this is the right care in some of those settings or whether it's preferable but it also seems a little sad I I'm, I feel sad now are they happy young people I was just about to say it's quite an upsetting um, topic but they're quite happy um, and within their role at home they're very um, bubbly characters sure um, and I think they appreciate the fact that they have something different about themselves yeah. um, and they seem to be quite happy um, you do have the obvious um, things that happen in life that they can get bullied due to the fact that maybe they can't always attend a social event sure. or they always seem to be um, leaving school early, coming to school late which other pupils then see as in well why are they allowed to do that when we're not mm. and not understanding that the role mm. within the home mm. is is a total different role mm. but to me they do seem like they take on the role um, quite happily because to them that's life that that is sure. their normal life and they don't see it any different to any other child is there disclosure with the school that the young carer is a young carer and and if there is is there disclosure amongst their peer group or is that kind of kept private and, and or is it an individual kind of choice that's an individual choice okay, um, okay. some of the peer groups that support that they have within schools they've they've chosen themselves to tell friends um, and people amongst themselves yeah. um, but that's a choice that they'll make themselves I'm just amazed. I'm d you're, you speak so beautifully about it, and we're really so looking forward to meeting some of our young carers who, who, who strangely, also, and, and perhaps not strangely, because they very have very, very well-developed social skills. It, they're a perfect choice for a safeguarding uh, uh, board. I mean, what better choice could there possibly be? These are very worldly young people who, for whatever reason, have, have had to grow up very quickly and I think have a unique perspective that I think qualifies them for a whole range of things that other young people, I think it puts them in a, a kind of a, a super position, really. I think it's an enviable, but not really an enviable, but, you know, in, in far as their social skills and their, their ability to communicate, it's absolutely brilliant. Yes, I think it's a brilliant opportunity for them to be a part of the Be Safe team within Wolverhampton. Um, and I think it gives them the confidence mm. and um, be able to give them other skill sets that they can use. Yeah within their um, schools, out of school, um, even within themselves as, as people growing up. Brilliant. What can we do, members of the public, what can we do to support them? Are there some things that we can do? Should, we should clearly be more tolerant, I suspect, uh, if they have particular needs. But are, is there anything we can do? Is there a website we can go to? Could we understand more about what's going on here? Yes, Spurgeons have a website. Um, it's www.spurgeons.org. And information is on there about young carers. But I think um, as people, um, I think more awareness needs to be made about yeah. these hidden young carers um, that seem to fall through the net. This should be a major topic on some national radio stations. I just worry that they won't have the time or perhaps the interest from the audience to get into it as deeply as we can. And yeah. I think that perhaps some more. And I hope you'll come back and be a guest again on our radio show. But thank you very much indeed for opening my eyes and uh, and introducing the young people here. It's just absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. Brilliant. Chatting live there with Dish Kaur, who's from Spurgeon's Young Carers. Thanks very much indeed, Dish. Thank you. Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton with Russell Prue, supported by the Big Lottery Fund, a new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Next up, it's Rudy and Kate, and we're talking sexting. is Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a new initiative for 10 to 14-year-olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Hello, my name is Rudy and I'm here with Kate to talk about the problems of sex on the internet and real life with young children. 
sex is only legal for people of the age of 16. So if you do think of having like any type of sex, like oral sex or anything, like you shouldn't do it before 16 because really there isn't a point because I don't think you're mentally ready in a way for it and it's also not what it's lived up to what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that a main thing that we're gonna focus on as a Be Safe team is sexting in other types of problems which link to sexting. And I also think from a young carer's perspective that we may seem pressured to do such things, maybe to fit in with other peers or to feel loved by that said person. Yeah, it's a real problem these days. We must be careful online as older men are out there could take advantage of you because they're behind technology like computers, laptops, on Facebook, Twitter. They could pressure you into doing things such as sexting, as Kate said. Also, they could follow you around, since Facebook, you can see where you live on your wall, where you've been, what your school is and everything, and probably stalk you. It's a real problem, bad things, and we need to make aware of it, so we're going to try our best. I think the last thing that we should say is that like for the adults who may be listening or just adults in general i think you can't really give them advice about this kind of topic but Mm -hmm. i think really the only thing that you can say is just don't don't do it basically don't don't think about or anything because for one you don't really have any point to do this that kind of thing and also like it's just wrong it's like if you have kids you're wrong it's kind of like doing that like exactly. if you're like 40, 30 40 years old and you're going on the internet to find some 15 year old girl or boy and you have a child then, what's and, 15 as well yeah and then you're like oh yeah send me pictures and stuff it, it just doesn't seem right and you no. can't fathom why they would want to do that I know. especially if it's with a boyfriend as well just don't do it because mm. it's just leads to bad things and if breaking up with boyfriends then pictures can be spread um so my name is rudy and i'm here with kate and we were here to talk about sex on the internet and in real life Uh, ladies thank you very much indeed that was absolutely spot on and brilliant time's just coming to 27 past five you're listening to me russell this is the be safe flavored head start fm show don't go anywhere it's music next ladies well done that was brilliant This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe and their families from across Wolverhampton. Follow us at Synth Radio Live, supported by Head Start Wolverhampton. Visit headstart.fm to find out more. Uh, time to tell you the young people we've got here. We've got the, uh, the the country's first young person safeguarding team, really. It's made up of uh, a whole range of age uh, mixtures from primary right the way through to secondary. Uh, they're made up of uh, Maddie, Jessica, Kate, uh, T, Matthew, Connor, Katie, Tom, Rudy and Josh. And they're just an amazing team of people. I think there's one or two missing today because they've got some um, uh, end of year or leavers events to attend as well. But these people are just absolutely talented and, and they inform and feed information into the safeguarding teams because they're the consumer and they're the customer and nowhere else uh, would anyone forget to ask the customer what they wanted or what they thought or what they needed. And it's certainly something we do here in Wolverhampton. It kind of informs everything we do. Uh, still to come on today's live show we've got school council discussions with coppice we've got internet safety tips and we've got some music and i'm going to play that next this is maddie an amazing voice and she is singing live in the studio she's singing an ella henderson track this is called yours hope you enjoy it take it away maddie when you're ready Winter coat, the one you love to wear. So I keep feeling close to us beyond compare. The moments waking up, you'll catch me in your eyes. That beauty on my pillow. That holds me in the night And I will fight my strength to untame my mouth 
When I used to be afraid of the words But with you I've learned just to let it out Now my heart is ready to burst Cause I Oh I feel like I'm ready for love I I wanna be your everything boy and I know every day you say But I just want you to be sure That I am yours And if I feel heavy You'll take me from the dark Your arms to keep me steady Soon nothing can fall apart And I will fight my strength to untame my mouth When I used to be afraid of the words But with you I've learned just to let it out Now my heart is ready to burst Cause I Oh I feel like I'm ready for love And I I wanna be everything more. I know every day you say it, but I just want you to be sure that I am yours. That I am yours. Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. That was Maddie. Now, Maddie has been out of mainstream education in a pupil referral unit called Re-Entry. And now she has, strangely enough, come out of that and re-entered into mainstream. What an amazing and transformation as well. Uh, we'll hear from Maddie a bit later on if she can squeeze us in. And she's not. She's answering fan emails right now. You cannot believe it. That was that was so good. Congratulations. Absolutely amazing. That's Live Lounge Radio for you. With the time just gone, 32 minutes past 5 o'clock. Uh, we are next with the fabulous Matthew and Jessica, and they've prepared something live for you about Facebook and Twitter. Don't go anywhere. This is a special Be Safe show. We are stuffed full of great top tips from young people. There's nothing better. <laughs> Top stories and all the news with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe in Wolverhampton. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, broadcast on the Everton Tiger Network. Hello, I'm Matthew, and today I'm being joined by Jessica. And here are our top tips for Facebook and Twitter. Right, I'll start with mine. Tip one. Make sure when you make a Facebook account to adjust your settings in order to make sure that only people on your friends list or people from your family can see what you post. You can do this by going into your privacy settings where there will be three drop downs. What ca- who can see my stuff, who can contact me and how to stop people bothering me. All you need to do is to adjust these accordingly to your personal preferences. Secondly. Don't friend anybody you haven't met in real life because it is very easy to fake your identity online with how vast the internet is recently. And third and finally, if you plan to meet anyone you have met online in real life, always take a friend or family member for protection because you never know how the situation will turn out. I will now pass over to Jessica. Okay, tip number one for Twitter is don't share personal features for example, family pictures, because if you don't want anyone to see them, don't post them. It's a good tip. Follow it. It's advice too. Tip number two, make sure your account is in private, because then only your friends, family members, only your friends and family members can see what you've posted and what you've been messaging to others. Tip number three is only follow people you know, for example, friends, family for family, like cousins, auntie, uncle, mom, dad, brother and sister, that's an important thing because then they can keep an eye on you and tell your parents what you've done. 
And fourth and finally is to never post sexual pictures or videos because they can go viral and you could possibly get bullied over it. So don't post sexual videos. Right, these were our top t- our top tips for Facebook and Twitter, and I'll now pass back to the main show. Top stories and all the news with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe in Wolverhampton. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, broadcast on the Everton Tiger Network. And big thanks to Matthew and Jessica, who did that live. Well done. It's 25 minutes to six, still tons to come. Time to now hear from school council. This is a discussion we had a bit earlier. Uh, Colleagues and young people from Coppice Performing Arts School had to leave uh, before we started our show. And thank you very much indeed for their hard work this morning. This is the discussion about how important it is to hear young people's voice. And I think that's linked really importantly as part of the safeguarding agenda. I don't think you can properly safeguard young people if they're not engaged if they're not feeding back into the system and they're not part of it and i think that's really important don't go anywhere keep those texts coming please thank you very much indeed send us an email studio at anderton tiger or send us a text our text number is 85010 please put the word radio at the start of every text message we don't share your data with anyone you don't get any marketing text and we don't sell your data at all it's just ours it goes no further than the head star fm offices just be nice to know who's listening where they're listening and we'll give you a shout out live on the radio hope you're enjoying the show still tons more to come from me don't go anywhere get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in wolverhampton with russell Prue, supported by the big lottery fund a new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across wolverhampton Hello, and I'm JJ. And I'm Lewis. Welcome to our show today about school council and internet safety. Today we are being joined by Holly, Christine, Jacob and Jamie and we're all from Coppice Performing Arts School. Let's hand over to Holly and Christine. Thanks, Lewis. I'm Holly. And I'm Christine. So what do you think about school councils then, Jacob? Well, I think it's good because we're involved in what's said around the school and we know what's happening. But Jamie, have you had any personal experiences? Well, yeah, I have. I was school counsellor for two years, and I think it's vital for younger people to have the the speak f- to, for what to do in the school. So it's like silly things like more comfortable bog roll. I know Holly Sheila, that What do you think of that, Holly? I, I I do I do want more comfortable bog roll. That that's very nice. Do you think it's a success? I do because you get listened to, and there's more things, and they do listen to, and it, it does get done. So I, I just think the kids feel more successful, and it builds a confidence. Would you recommend it in like? Would you recommend to all schools to have a school council? I would, yeah, because I believe it, it will work. I just, Jaja, what do you think? Well, I've been school council myself, and I totally agree on everything you said, Jamie. More kids have to have better opportunities in school, and need to build up confidence. If you have an opportunity to be school council, you've got to take it. Yes, but how did you get elected? Well, well, I can have Lewis to talk about that. Well, what you do is, anybody who wants to be a school council member writes, like, a short speech and then, like, says it to the group of judges. And then once they've all said their speeches, everybody writes the name of the person they want to vote for onto a piece of paper and puts it in a box. And then we count all the votes in a tally and then the one with the most votes wins. So, Lewis, what was your speech like? What did it include? What did you want to change about the school? Well, I didn't actually do a speech, but JJ did, so maybe JJ can tell you about that. So what kind of things did you stand for, JJ? Well, I didn't enjoy the fact of bullying in school and any other things that were frowned upon inside and even outside of school. Anything else? I think it was very important for school council to have a part and point out anything that was going wrong and for us to have a say in it. Did you, because you were in the school council, JJ, has this made you more interested in being in politics? No, it bores me. I really couldn't care. But I think Lewis might have something to say about it. Um, I haven't really, but should we ask Jamie and Jacob if they've got anything? I think it, it makes you realise a bit more. So when you watch politics on the TV and you see the elections with the president, you see 
you know a bit more because you've done it in school. Obviously not on uh, the higher level, but you, you know sort of what's happening. So you feel it gives you a better understanding of politics? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe and their families from across Wolverhampton. Follow us at Synth Radio Live, supported by Head Start Wolverhampton. Visit headstart.fm to find out more. It's 20 minutes to six. I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you very much indeed for your tweets and your emails. Really enjoying reading them. We'll give some shout outs to you in just a minute. Now, the sticky subject of alcohol and drugs. And to kick us off for our discussion, it's Connor and Tom. Don't go anywhere. Hello, I'm Tom, and this is Connor. And we're here to tell you about drugs and alcohol and what's good and what's bad about them. Firstly, one of the bad things with drugs is the age limits where you can take them. Yeah, um, some drugs have different age limits. Um, Alcohol is also classed as a drug and the age limit on that is 16 when you can have it in public. You can only buy alcohol when when you're 18. So that's one bad thing because some people need to take alcohol because of stress and sometimes stress can overtake you that's why some people take alcohol and cigarettes another bad thing is the side effects of it some side effects are being drunk and that can lead to a hangover in the mornings and that can also affect your family life because as when you're drunk, you can act ways you don't even know you're acting. And that can affect your family because they don't know why you're doing some bad stuff and some weird stuff around the house. Also, there are illegal and legal drugs. Um, some illegal drugs contain co- are cocaine, weed and several other names I'm not going to mention because I forgot them <laughs> but these can come under as illegal as the as they are illegal you can have a, you can have short, short amounts of weed in your house but you you can can't take any of this in public um another bad thing is that under do the laws you can't take illegal drugs and sometimes when when you're in like a pub or something you see people smoking it's also illegal to do that if there is a no smoking sign up in there you can be kicked out or anything so you better watch out for that um also drugs affect have an effect on your family and your friends as well some places have a sign up that says e-cigarettes are allowed and you can have e-cigarettes anywhere you can have them in public and everything there's some places which want to get e-cigarettes banned in some places so they have to be watch out for that sign and as long as long as it says that sign but if it doesn't say that sign ask at a counter or like ask at the bar uh, also, related effects is like death and poisoning. As as you drink more and more often, it, it can poison you. It's called alcohol poisoning, and this could also lead to like death and everything. So you need to w- also watch out for that. And thanks for watching me and Tom with drugs and alcohol. I managed to cover that fairly well, I have to say, gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. Really good. <laughs> just amazing uh, uh, content as our safety on the internet. More tips coming in just a second. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a daily radio show from 5 to 6 p.m. with Russell Prue. Broadcast on the Anderton Tiger Network. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton. 
Hello, and I'm JJ. And I'm Lewis. Today we are going to be talking about internet safety. But for le- first, let's hand over to Jamie and Jacob. Hello, it's Jacob. The top news at the moment. WhatsApp and other social networks messaging apps are talking about being having illegal due to digital footprint issues. Here's Jamie on more of that topic. Thank you, Jacob. Jamie here. As Jacob said, there is a lot of talk about Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp. WhatsApp becoming illegal due to bullying issues where it can't be traced back. Which could mean that attacks could be placed on these sites. Well, I think that's the point everyone's worried about. Over to Holly and Christine to discuss more. Thank you, Jamie. It's Christine here. Hey, Christine. Did you know that your digital footprint can be traced or seen by anybody who's connected to your device? No, I didn't, Holly. But how do you race it? Like, is it impossible? I don't know. Maybe we should ask JJ. Um, it is not impossible for it to be erased. It can be erased by Google. All you have to do is search on Google how to erase my digital footprint and follow the steps where it says contact us. And once you've got to the end, you will find how to do it. But that's why you have to be safe on the internet, by not talking to people you don't know. And if somebody contacts you that you don't know, you tell somebody that you trust and so they can help you. Some people that you could trust is probably like a teacher, um, a parent, a close family friend or relative. When your digital footprint is erased by Google, it will still be able to be accessed by police and Google themselves. But that's all we've got time for. But before we go, a few top tips to stay safe on the internet. One of them is if anyone messages you through any social networking site, just don't answer it. Save it because if any more comes through and it is bullying and you can take it to someone and you've got ev- enough evident- evidence to prosecute them. And also, if somebody contacts you saying they want to meet you, you tell somebody close to you and they'll help you sort it out. And if someone tries to phone you, block it or tell your mum and dad to answer it for you. And make sure you don't give out any personal information like your name, address or anything like that. If you get friend requests from someone you don't know, don't accept. But that's all we've got time for. Thank you for listening. Top stories and all the news with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe in Wolverhampton. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, broadcast on the Everton Tiger Network. Okay, thanks very much indeed uh, for that, uh, the students from Coppice Performing Arts School. Next up, it's how caring affects social life for young people. This is Young Carers. This is a brilliant piece. It's live and it's just coming up to 10 minutes to 6 and then we're having a group discussion with the whole of our Young Carers and our Safeguarding Board live in the studio. Don't go anywhere. Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. Hello, my name is T and I'm with Katie. And we're going to share our stories about young, about, about caring and how it affects our social life. I care for my mum and I would be and I would be lying if I said my life is really hard and I have no soul, social life. My the the reality is my life is pretty easy and and I just have to do more things compared to my friends. For me, caring affects my social life is more mentally than physically. For example, when I'm walking to school and my mum goes to work I think that she's going to go into get into a car crash or something even worse. To you, Katie. I care for my mum and most of my roles at home include cleaning the house, sorting out her medication and helping her look after herself. And even though I've been caring for quite a while, it still affects my social life because unlike other teenagers, I can't always go out to parties and go out with friends. My friends at school always ask me why I never stay after school and never go shopping with them. 
I just have to say that I'm always too busy because I don't really want them listening and being nosy to my social to my home life. Thank you for listening. This is Headstart FM Wolverhampton with Be Safe, a safeguarding initiative keeping young people safe and their families from across Wolverhampton. Follow us at Synth Radio Live, supported by Headstart Wolverhampton. Visit headstart.fm to find out more. Brilliant. That was T and Katie, and a big thank you to them. And absolutely amazing. A uh, big hello to Ray Codner. Thank you very much indeed, Ray. Ray is listening upstairs, I hope. Thank you very much. He's retweeted our last one. And to Dan Gardner as well. Hello. Thank you very much for listening. Also, we've got School Radio Calendar and Wired Teachers Live. We've got Dave Smith, and we had a retweet from Bet. Thank you very much indeed. They're the organisers of the world's biggest ICT show in January each year. Uh, a show at which we do a live radio show from uh, for the four days which is just absolutely brilliant uh, so we've got our young people gathered around uh, microphones now thank you very much indeed all of you let me just uh, uh, tell our listeners who we were today and who we still are we had uh, maddie who was our brilliant singer did we do we enjoy maddie was that good yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That That's what we, we like. That's <laughs> so. Uh, Maddie, <laughs> yeah, Jessica, Kate, T, um, Matthew, Connor, Katie, Tom, Rudy, and Josh, who's since gone home because he's not feeling well. And, and Josh, if you're listening to this, mate, uh, in the car, we hope you feel better. And thanks very much for all your preparation and your work here. We sorry you didn't get a, a chance to do your piece live to camera. Up to camera. <laughs> what am, What am I doing here? Live to microphone. There's no cameras here. No cameras here at all. Uh, thanks very much, all of you. It's a, a really interesting show and I hope we've kind of shone a light into what I think was uh, fair to say a dark corner I don't think that people generally have any understanding if they're not involved in the act of caring or kind of appreciate that and so let's just draw a distinction here so that everyone kind of absolutely understands you're all part of the young people's safeguarding board Uh, you're the country's first junior safeguarding board ever uh, to sit in appointment you have real authority but also uh, nearly all of you are taken from uh, from carers so you are all carers and caring for your parents who's not spoken about caring and can just briefly tell me a bit about their life and what it's like who could who who'd like to do that who's who's not spoken or who has spoken and would like to do uh, some more so 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 just tell us who you are again uh, I'm Kate. Thanks, Kate. And just tell us uh, how complicated your life is as a carer, if it is at all. I mean, we had uh, we had some uh, other people. Um, uh, I think it was Katie who was saying, or T. It was T. Who was saying um, her, her life's not really impacted. She kind of has a almost normal life. T- tell the listeners about your life. I think it is complicated, but it isn't because I think it's like the severity of everyone's situation and I care for my two brothers and my mom. And so like really all three of us rely on my dad. So I think it puts a lot of pressure on my dad and because from his side of the family, um, my auntie also has the same eye conditions and that as my mom. So it's like he hasn't gotten away from the type of things that my dad does. And I think from my point of view, it has kind of put me back a bit with the things that I do outside of of my house and like how I react in school and things like that. Tell me how old you are again? I'm 13. This is an awesome responsibility for a 13 year old isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Some of you I, I understood actually have to medicate the parents. I mean Dish was saying this as well. Some of you have to actually give prescription drugs because there's no one else to do this. That's correct. What's it like leaving someone like that and going to school? I think um, it can be a bit worrying because you don't know if they're going to get hurt or anything where when you go to school or when you go out because they might not have any way of contacting you or anything. So it's kind of like even if it's not centre of your thoughts, it's always there in the back of your head. What part do you think you're missing out? I mean, Dish was very good when she talks about Spurgeons that you're kind of a part of and meet with. And this is kind of a a social activity. Uh, Every couple of weeks you get to come out and do stuff which perhaps... And so so they obviously... 
they supplement your caring duties somehow, some some way, and you get a, an outlet for that. What what does that feel like? I think it does kind of put you you put in a friendly environment, and everything, and you can make friends who are from the same kind of background as you. So you can't you can't you're kind of at ease, and you're surrounded by people who are all friendly. Okay, and what has also struck me um, while speaking to you and preparing for today's show, um, your language skills, your social skills, are very well developed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were we were using some great language earlier during our our our. our our preparation and our production meeting and this is kind of a conversation I'd expect to have with adults do you think kind of your social development has been accelerated in any fashion because you've you've kind of had to step up to the platform here I think it has because you have to learn how to communicate with your parents or whoever you care for and especially if it's an adult then you can't be as childish in a way like as your age, say, if you're you're 13 or something, you need to develop like your language and stuff like that to be able to communicate with whoever you're caring for better. What does that feel like? I can only imagine. Is the responsibility, and it's kind of, I guess my my question, and it's not a fair question, but it is a fair question. Is it fair that you have to do this? I think it isn't fair, but. You kind of just have to accept the kind of lifestyle you've been brought into and you just have to carry on with the role that you've been given. Thanks, that's a good answer. Uh, does anyone here think it's a duty and wants to comment on that? Who thinks that you're kind of stuck in a duty? It's a part of a duty. Do you think it's a duty and perhaps one that you enjoy? Anyone? What do you look forward to most as a young teenager? What do you look forward to? Mm. As a teenager, Tom. some of us look forward to like doing stuff when we're outside of school and like sometimes we get to go out and that's stuff we can look forward to and I find that really good because it gets my hopes up for stuff that I can do and knowing that my mum's most likely safe and that should be good for me. What do your friends think? Do they know? Yeah, a couple of my friends know and sometimes they support me on it if they're there. Do you think it exposes you in any way to kind of bullying? Are people unfair to you because you have this kind of extra responsibility? Yeah, sometimes it does bring bullies to me, but... How do you cope with that? How do you cope with that? I just ignore them. Just ignore them, really. Okay. If um, was was it ever a choice to be a carer? No. Things can happen just like that, and you never know when they're gonna come. So you always have to be prepared for it. Are you sad? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Are you happy? Mhm. Yeah, I'm happy now. So. You've done an excellent job. You have a lot to be happy about, young man. Um, the oldest one in the group. And you are how old? Fifteen. It's just an awesome responsibility. And I I kind of wonder why the rest of us haven't done more to help you. Is What more could we do? Just, just look out for us. See if there's anything we need. Just ask. And that's it, really. So I guess I'm asking, what, what can the good people of Wolverhampton do to support you? Just go on the Spurgeon's website and maybe donate or something. Just to give us some extra funding money to get us happier and everything. Just like, let us go out a little more. And happiness is giving you a break, a respite from from caring. Yeah. I can, you can put it that way, yeah. Do you think you have experienced m more life situations than other people your age? Well, some people have been through a lot, but I do say I've been through quite a lot myself, so... Can you talk about any of that? 
I'd rather not. Okay, I understand. That's not a problem. I'm really pleased that you've all come to the show, and I just want to say a big thank you to all of you. It's an awesome responsibility. Not only are you carers with awesome uh, looking after responsibility, that's a full-time job, yeah? And you kind of should be paid. But at the same time, you're growing up, you're, you're having to fight your way through school. And for some of you, that's really tough. I mean, Maddie, Maddie fell out of the system. She needed more support. We gave it that to her, and she's come back in, and she's a brilliant vocalist. I think that's just absolutely superb. Can I thank you all very much for being part of today's Be Safe special show, part of Head Start FM, and I'd like to catch up with you again later on in the year, perhaps over the holidays, because we're doing some live workshops in this room. Come back here at some point in time. Squeeze us into your busy schedules. Uh, perhaps one of the uh, the Spurgeon events or something I could come along to and just capture it would just be really, really good. Um, thank you very much indeed. It's been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. Give yourselves a clap because you just... <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. It's six o'clock. Thank you so much indeed. This was a Head Start FM production with me, Russell Prue, live from Shaw Road's OB studio. Good evening and thank you so much. We're doing it all again tomorrow. It won't be as good as this. It'll take a lot to get it anywhere near as good as this. But we're going to do another one tomorrow at five o'clock. We're live every day from five until six on Head Start FM. If you enjoyed the show, my name's Russell. Thanks very much indeed. Big hello to Kevin, who sadly can't join us today. Thanks and hear from you again later this week. Thanks a lot. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a daily radio show from 5 to 6 pm with Russell Prue. Broadcast on the Anderton Tiger Network. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton.